Hello, Perfectly Imperfect Humans. How are you? Welcome again to the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast. This is your host, Leslie Regalado, and I totally appreciate you guys jumping on today to listen to today's episode. I am giving you a virtual high five, and I am doing a happy dance because you pressed play today. So thank you. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of having a wonderful conversation with Don Kennedy. Um, you're going to hear her story and... I don't know about you, but as I had this conversation today, I just couldn't help but be inspired and think if this powerful, amazing woman can do what she did and has overcome what she's overcome, I sure as heck can do what I'm being called to do right now. No excuses, no obstacles, none of that is going to hold me back. So I just want to thank Dawn for not only sharing her story, but for sharing the power behind that story and how she turned a very ugly mess in her life um, years, you know, years ago into a beautiful message where she is just really you know, living a life of meaning, making an impact on many people's lives due to what she's teaching them that obviously comes from, excuse me, comes from her own experience. So Don, thank you for just sharing your heart. Thank you for what you're doing and what you're teaching and how you're empowering, you know, people in business. So listen in to our conversation today and hope you enjoyed today's episode. Bye. Um, I'm excited for this episode of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast. I have the privilege and pleasure to be speaking with Don Kennedy today, and she is a financial coach, a business strategist, and like I just told her, I am excited to learn some tips, some tricks um, of like financial because that's not my forte at all. So welcome, Don. Thank you so much for being willing to share a little bit about your story and just jump on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really happy to be here. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I just kind of sh- said a little bit about what you do uh, professionally, but if you wouldn't mind digging a little deeper and just sharing a little bit more about yourself, both personally and professionally. Okay. So um, I'm sure you probably already shared, but I am an attorney and a financial coach. And I got started in that primarily because my husband had a near fatal accident about six years ago now. And we had a business, a very thriving business that we lost. And when we lost that business, some of the issues that came on after the accident itself was due to our own misunderstanding of how to deal with our business money. So I wasn't able to continue to uh, take a paycheck regularly while we were winding down the business. It's it's almost like, you know, we just stopped. Uh, One day we had a business, the next day we didn't. And we ended up with, you know, pretty severe financial distress when we lost all our income and we weren't um, very skilled in how to manage cash flow and things like that. And that led to part of the problem. So we took 39 months and we had to dig out about $76,000 of that. Almost 30 of it was self-employment taxes that we couldn't pay the year that he fell. So basically, yeah, basically our, our whole story about why we are doing what we're doing now or what I do is because we've experienced that and we've mm-hmm. made all of the mistakes. <laughs> and even as a lawyer and somebody who took all the classes with the Small Business Administration, and you know, we went to um, the retired executive scores. I mean, we really wanted to do the right thing in business. 
and they just never taught us certain skills. Um, you know, we could read a profit and loss sheet, but we didn't understand how to manage our cash flow without putting ourselves in debt. Mm. And I think a lot of times people, you know, when you go to school for something, they don't, te- they don't really teach you like how to apply it. So I always tell my kids, I said, you know, in school, they're going to, you know, you have to go to school, you have to get good grades, et cetera. I said, but we really need to focus at home on financial, you know, how to deal with the finances, um, how to deal like time management, money management, yes. like, so much of that, like no one's teaching anyone. So unfortunately people are learning of, you know, in a very difficult way when they experience things, you know, like in your case, something so terrible that, you know, and, and you didn't really know, okay, like what, what am I supposed to do next? So the, the, one of the questions that I had for you is why are you so passionate about what you do? Um, so I do want you to share a little bit about that because I can tell that you love doing what you do and that you find such meaning in, in it. I mean, I can hear why from that little bit of your story, but if you wouldn't mind digging a little deeper on what brings you so much passion with, with what you do. Absolutely. So I became a consumer law attorney simply because I wanted to help other families and people like us who had had debt problems. I was almost sued by American Express, for example, um, because we really didn't have any income while my husband, he was in rehabilitation for about three years and he's not working and we didn't have our social security yet. I mean, so many things I had to learn about what mm-hmm. happens in that kind of trauma. And I don't expect other families to go through trauma like that, but people do lose jobs, they do get sick, things happen, and they do end up in financial trouble. So I actually, as an attorney, started working with student loan debt, started working um, in these areas that cause so much stress in the family when there's a financial issue. So I also then became a financial coach, and I took training for that. And any of your listeners familiar with Dave Ramsey, I'm a Ramsey-trained coach, so the seven baby steps. And I was helping families, because not only do you want to fix if they're getting sued or if, you know, goodness gracious, they're getting garnished. You don't just want to fix that. You want to help prevent it again yeah. in the future. Well, almost all of my clients, because um, the universe was telling me where I was supposed to be going, they were <laughs> family owned small businesses. So I was actually not only coaching them personally, like to help them make sure they could take a paycheck every two weeks and things like that. I actually was coaching their businesses and helping them make more profit and teaching them basic business skills um, and things that we knew from my work as a strategic planner and program manager that we had, I don't know, figured out for ourselves certain types of things. Um, Our cash flow management was poor, but our ability to make money was actually pretty good. So I started working with people like that. And what I discovered over time, and I trained uh, myself, I guess, and my clients to turn the Ramsey four walls kind of concept of protecting the four walls of your personal house. And I created the four walls of business. And I started teaching that. And what I realized very quickly was I had a message to get out there. If people would do this the way that I'm teaching now, if we would have done this the way I teach now, then we would have probably still had the accident because that probably wouldn't have changed, but we wouldn't have been thrown into such financial distress. We would have had a full quarter, three full months for me to wind this business down and take a paycheck and to be able to continue to put food on the table and do these other things while my husband was literally at first fighting for his life and then 
fighting to recover his ability to walk and do these other things. Um, the accident was an 18 foot fall off the ladder onto concrete. So he had several wow. skull fractures, brain bleeds and things. So there was a lot that had to be repaired and a lot of things he had to relearn how to do, how to feed himself, how to walk. And for me to be there with him to do that was just very difficult sometimes because I had to take on a couple of side hustles to make enough money mm-hmm. to start tackling out the debt and things like that. And to also make it so that we could, you know, put food on the table. There were a couple of months in there where he had no income. I went back to work part-time um, doing a couple of different things like tutoring students and stuff. But then I also went back full-time working for the army, but I took a job that was, um, you know, I guess lower than I would have originally taken because I just didn't have the time to invest in all the travel because I had Mm -hmm. to sit by my husband's side. But that meant that I got a paycheck that was less than half of what I used to get in the army and about 20% of what we were making um, when we were self-employed. So we took a huge, you know, 80% cut in income so that I could stay with him and, and help him go through that process. And I uh, don't want that for any other family. I want people to be protected. And I, again, I don't think people are going to have traumas, but even being able to take a full quarter, three months, and maybe do a pivot if you're looking at a different audience or product. And business is so dynamic. Um, yeah. You know, I think also about 2008, some of the um, problems that happened after the bubble burst and, mm-hmm. you know, with construction and things, there are a lot of businesses that kind of got a ripple effect from that, like realtors and things like that that um, were probably not set up to pivot or to do something else. And so they were unable to maybe stay afloat. I know lots of people actually where we used to live in Georgia who got out of real estate and ended up doing something else because there was no way for them to ride that. Um, They just lost their entire business after that. And it it wasn't their fault. They didn't do anything, but they also weren't prepared and they weren't protected for something like that to happen. Well, I just think, you know, when you're on a high that way, like when you're making great money and you just, you don't think of worst case scenarios. Right. You know, or even if you think about them, like, let's say you hear someone's story, you're, you know, I think everyone's thought is that's not going to happen to me. You know, yes. like I'm not going to go through that. So then you don't, I mean, perfect example, my dad, um, my dad passed away when I was only nine, but oh, about wow. two months before he passed away, someone had gone to the house. We used to live in California and asked, like, offered them life insurance. And, mm-hmm. you know, my dad was like 30, early 30s or mid 30s. My mom was like early 30s. So, you know, you're not thinking that you're going to die anytime soon. I mean, that happens to, you know, mm-hmm. when you're older. So he said, he goes, I'm not planning to die. Like, you know, whatever. And he, I mean, he obviously, he didn't accept the life insurance and he didn't get that started. But literally about two months later, he passed away. And you just, again, you don't think that it's going to happen to you. So you don't prepare, you don't, you know, you don't want to go there because I think a lot of times you hear, you know, if we think about it, then it's going to like come about. So let me just, if I don't focus on it, if I don't think about it, if I don't prepare for it, then it's just not going to happen. You are exactly right. And I love what you are preaching. Well, you know, you're exactly right because I, you know, and, and I work with a lot of different industries. I'm not just working, you know, with coaches and stuff I work with. I don't know, restaurateurs, I have someone who makes hand soaps, you know, things like that. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that some of the people who are into like the energetics and the law of attraction and things, you know, they don't want to give any, I guess what you would call negative focus to thinking Mm -hmm. something happened to them, you know, and that's something that I always like to try to 
whittle out and say, well, we're not giving anything a negative focus. What we're doing, though, is we're being very wise business people and we're protecting ourselves so that we can continue to serve others. Because if you're here in, you know, the mind of service that you started your business to make an impact in the world, then not protecting your business is, in my opinion, maybe a little irresponsible because your impact will not last if something Mm -hmm. happens Right. Yeah, it's it's actually a disservice to everyone that you're trying to serve. So that's that's incredible. Now, Don, my next question for you is what were I guess some of like the bigger challenges that you've faced um that you've had to overcome? You know, I I first of all I mean I'm hearing your story and I just I want to make sure that I tell you that I admire the strength and the courage that you had when that happened. Like, it's not, I know it might be normal for you. You sound like a very strong woman, but it's not normal for someone to experience what you experienced, you know, to have been very well off, you know, successful before experienced losing everything Mm -hmm. and coming back the way you have. Did you earn your law degree after this happened? Uh, So I was actually in law school when he fell. I was finishing my third Mm -hmm. year of a four-year program because I went part-time. I was still working and we had the business and stuff. And so um, I did finish my last year with my husband in rehabilitation. So um, yeah, that that was a tough year. I I can tell you that, you know, sometimes people talk about how you just kind of lose time. Uh, mm-hmm. Between September 2014 and March 2015, I actually don't have any time other than I knew that I was finishing and studying for the bar exam. In between that time, I can't really tell you what else happened in our lives. I lost all that time, just hyper-focused. But I think one of the biggest challenges I have had, honestly, Leslie, is fear that I'm going to lose it all again, that something else mm-hmm. is going to happen. And, you know, there's a lot of mindset work that comes with being an entrepreneur that it goes, yeah. uh, you know, you have to... It, you know, you're talking about becoming strong. I think as an entrepreneur, you have to, because, you know, you're not a good fit for everybody. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. What you have to offer is not going to be something that everyone embraces. And that goes Mm -hmm. for any business. And I think being able to say, I'm not necessarily here for you. I'm here for my ideal person, my ideal client. And I think there's a lot of, um, you know, strength building internally when you have to put your marketing out there and people have comments or if you reach out to talk to somebody and they don't like you. There's just a lot of things that go on between ourselves personally, our businesses, and then our, our, ourselves in business, right? So there's me, there's my business offer, and then there's me actually working in the business. I'm still the same person, but I have to not take things as personally. I can't allow people to throw me off, if you will, um, you know, while I'm working, while I'm in my business. So there are a lot of strength building things about, you know, whose advice do you take? Whose um, opinion do you honor? Those kinds of things. But there's a lot of fear that I had. And I still, I I do work with a coach. I work with a money mindset coach and I work with a coach um, who helps me make sure that I'm not, I guess, self-sabotaging at times when I get afraid that Mm -hmm. I could be losing something. So I think that that has been the number one thing. I've been working on it for months and months as I continue to put myself out there with the B number because I know I'm going to be judged. I know I'm going to be judged by Profit First coaches. I'm going to be judged by the Dave Ramsey coaches. I'm going to be judged by people with MBAs because <laughs> my approach is completely different. Um, my approach focuses more on protection and on the entrepreneur being paid than it does about, let's say, growing the business quickly. 
So it's an approach that I have developed and it's just one that I've been working with. It's not for everybody. It's not everybody's cup of tea. So, um, you know, continuing to put that out there and going, Hey, I've got something that's a little bit of a different, you know, (laughs) well, it just sounds like you're helping people create a stronger foundation. You know, it's not, I think nowadays, because we see so many people like, you know, out of nowhere rise and they're successful and they have a ton of money and, you know, they look successful on the outside and through social that people just think like, that's the way it's supposed to be. Like the faster you rise, the better. But like you said, there's so much internal work that has to happen Mm -hmm. along the journey that when it happens that quickly, there's no time for that to happen or for you to learn how. So I love that you're taking a step back and teaching people how to truly focus on building a strong foundation. So then you can develop, you know, a strong business as a result. Right. Okay, so allow me to interrupt just for a couple minutes. I am just here to personally invite you to to head on over to Facebook groups and in the search bar, type in We Lead Society. That's W-E space L-E-A-D space S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. It's a Facebook group that I recently created and is just a community of phenomenal women that are just ready to embrace all of their greatness, all of their power to just, you know, just live their best life. That's really my desire for you is that whatever tools, whatever advice, whatever I share from my own experiences, that somehow it blesses you to, you know, inspires you to go out there and really just give whatever the heck you want to give a try to give it a try because I believe that you will never know unless you try so for the woman who knows she was created for greatness and is ready to believe she's ready to trust and to take action right away you are the reason that we lead society was created we lead helps women like yourself discover the exciting possibilities that are available and waiting for you We understand that you are ready to believe in yourself more than ever before. We know that you are ready to hold on to your vision and trust the process because now you know that when you do the work, the results do come. We are here to just cheer you on and celebrate you as you let go of all the excuses and do whatever is necessary to move you closer and closer to your goals. We are ready and here to teach you unique daily habits and behaviors that can have life-changing impact in all areas of your life. We will offer you personalized action steps that will lead you to discovering how powerful you truly are. You will learn that you can not fail you only learn grow and become better and and better every single day so i pray and hope that you know you head on over right away you click on join once you find the facebook group and i'll be waiting i'll be waiting there for you i'll be waiting there to share everything that i invest so much time energy and money to learn because i want Whatever I've experienced, whatever wisdom and knowledge I've gained over the last 15 plus years of my self-growth journey, I hope that it takes you a fraction of the time to learn and develop and just, you know, become the best version of you a lot faster. I want you to be bigger and better and everything be faster for you because that's the whole idea that as we grow and we learn and we share that wisdom and that knowledge with others, that it could somehow 
help them out, help them get to their goal to, you know, from point A to point B a lot faster. So I'll be waiting for you. Head on over to We Lead Society and click join. Right. And I do um, want to make sure I mention that I focus on more the mechanics of money rather than like money mindset work. I do have people say, well, you're a coach. Don't you do mindset? And I'm like, kind of. The reason that I call myself a coach is because we're always looking forward and we're not looking backwards. So I don't care about any money mistakes you made in the past. I made them too. And I don't judge anybody for their decision making. I mean, we just start from wherever we start from and wherever you are, we move forward. So um, you're right. The strong foundation that you have to have, if I, I keep saying this, you know, if I would have done it this way before, we wouldn't have had the situation that we were in. So, you know, the, the foundation that you're making for yourself is something that might be a little bit uncomfortable because you do see, you're right, Leslie, on the internet, on social, everybody doing this overnight. But I think, you know, and I know that entrepreneurship is not an overnight game. Um, people, you know, people who are on who are seen, like you said, rising or whatever, they could have been at this five, 10 years before, mm-hmm. you know, it actually took off. Absolutely. No, I agree. Absolutely. So I guess I want to dig a little deeper into kind of what you said in regards to, you know, having that fear, because I think people that have experienced some kind of negative experience in the past, it can come back, you know, over and over, even if you've worked on it. So, if you wouldn't mind just sharing, you know, what are some of the things that you're learning or techniques or whatever it is that, you know, you're learning through, through being coached on how to overcome that fear of, you know, what if it happens again? You know, I think it's so important because I think people, especially entrepreneurs, you know, we, we're, we are a little stronger in my opinion, because we learn Mm -hmm. that if we fall, we have to get back up. It's not about how many times we fall. It's about how many times we get back up. And as long as we get back up at least one more time after we fell, then, you know, it's like you cannot, you can't fail unless you quit. So if you don't quit, like you have a chance of success, you're going to succeed. So for our listeners and even for myself, um, what are some of the things that you're learning about, like that are helping you, you know, overcome that? Right. So I think the number one thing this time, and I'm going to admit that, in our past life, when we were running Unique Consulting, we had never done any mindset work of any kind. We had never mm-hmm. learned anything. We were just we were just running our business, and it was all by referral, and we were making over 200K a year, and we just didn't know how to handle that. That's, that's part of what you were saying also, that you can fizzle out. Um, I can tell you two things. The first one is that the fear will always be there. Mm-hmm. When you do something new, it's going to be something. Your brain is programmed to keep you safe. And if you're doing right. something new and different that your brain doesn't know about, it, it's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's going to be there. So expect it. So that's number one, you want to expect it. And the second one is, is if you're really struggling with something, it's, it's to lean into the fear and start asking the what if question. Well, what mm-hmm. if it happened? What would happen? Yeah. Let's yeah. go another step. What would you do? Well, how would that, you know, and so you start to look through this and you start digging down and you go, oh, okay, if that happened, these things might happen too, but that's not anything I can't fix or anything that, you know, I can't come over. Or you start to put a plan in place really quickly in your mind. You say, oh, I would go do this instead um, if that happened. And it takes the fear away because you're, what you're doing is you're leaning into it enough and asking yourself enough questions that your brain is satisfied, like, oh, okay, well, we know how to get out of this if something happens. Absolutely. You're, well, you're taking 
the power away from that fear. Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. By confronting it. I, that's so good. Like I've heard people say like, just ask the right questions and just dig a little deeper. But it's so helpful when someone just tells you exactly how you explain it. I love what you explain, you know, so what if? So, you know, Mm -hmm. because you hear people say like, what if I fail? What if I lose everything? Okay, so what if that happens? Let's answer that question. Let's, Let's not just leave it like put it out into the world for God knows who to answer, but let's answer that. Let's write it down. Let's make it, I guess, take away the power by really focusing on what we would do and take that power back. So gosh, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, The other thing I would say is to, to make fear have less power over you is to have positive proof around you um, as much as you can. So for you, maybe it's, you know, some testimonials or, um, you know, I have my testimonials, some of them printed out on my computer. And then when I have to do something that I'm afraid I'm going to be like judged by someone with an MBA, who's going to go, you've never been to business school. Um, I can read that and go, no, look at all these people I've helped. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. I keep hearing that from people. Yes, absolutely. It's it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. People, you know, feel all this junk, but like you said, I mean, just showing yourself, not anyone else, but just showing Mm -hmm. yourself, you know what I'm doing it. And like, even for you, you know, I think back to when you were sharing about just that first year, even those three years when your husband Mm -hmm. was in rehab, like I cannot take myself to even understand how you did that. But I think as human beings, when we get into that survival mode, like we just do it. And the reason we don't remember what the heck happened during that period of time is because we were in that mode of we're going to do whatever we need to do to get through this. And even just thinking back to the fact that you did that, like that has to fuel you like nothing, (laughs) you know, I mean, the testimonials are amazing what you're doing currently, but me just hearing your story of losing everything and, you know, your husband being in rehab, you know, not having any income, you getting through Mm -hmm. law school, like, my brain cannot wrap, you know, myself around <laughs> that. Um, and it's truly impressive and so inspiring because when I hear that, I can't help but tell myself, like, dude, like, if she can do that, like, there is no reason <laughs> why you can't do X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? I think that's the power behind hearing people's stories because yes. I read it. You know, I read what, what you had in your website and that was inspiring. But then hearing you and hearing, like, the real person who experienced this, just speak it out. And, you know, the strength that I can hear in your voice and within your story, I mean, it's, it's so inspiring. And I love that about stories. So gosh, I hope whoever's listening can, can hear that and can understand that, you know, you're just a normal female out there, you know, who just did what she needed to do. And she didn't curl up in a fetal position and do nothing that you just went out there and you just focused on, you know, what's the next step? What can I do today? It's not, you know, I don't know if you did this, but I don't assume that you had to like look out to three years. But yeah. like, okay, what can I do today? You know, uh-huh. what can I do today to put food on the table to whatever it is that you had to do at that moment? I mean, it's gosh, like I am very inspired and, and just in awe of, of you being able to do that. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. It is, it is a one, one day at the time, right? What is the one thing I can do today to move the needle? And you don't mm-hmm. even have to move it far. It's, no. it's kind of like, you know, you're playing football and, and it's, it's not that you have to make a touchdown every day. You just got to move two or three yards and you're going to get right. there. 
Yeah. Just, oh. just a little bit, a little bit each time. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. So I do want to ask, I want to respect your time, but the, the last question I have for you, Don, if you wouldn't mind sharing is what are the top three things you wish you would have known when you first got started? Um, whether it was with your first business um, and you can kind of pair it up with, even with this business, you know, after you finished law school and you started focusing on being a financial coach, business strategist, like what are things that you wish you would have known that you think could be beneficial for our audience? Yes. So going all the way back to unique consulting, I wish Mm -hmm. I would have had this B number process. I wish I would have had a financial coach who told me, okay, these are the steps that you're going to take and this is going to protect you. And this is what it looks like when you are fully protected. This Mm -hmm. is going to make sure that you're not going to end up, you know, with severe financial problems if something happens. I wish I would have known that. Um, and the second time, this time, of course, you know, I've put that in place and that's been very helpful. The second thing I, I want to say, and I know I've written some other answers, but I'm going to tell you that, um, moving into the online space here, I really wish I would have known a lot more about marketing sooner and about the fact that you have to show up every single day and you have to, um, be very authentic and you can show up being you. And in, um, you know, my generation, I guess years ago, we didn't have, you know, the internet and we didn't have Mm -hmm. videos on YouTube and things. And so anytime you ever saw anything, it was, it was always rehearsed, right? If you turned on the TV, you see something that is perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. You're right. And you know, it's, it's, what do you mean show up without makeup? Are you kidding me? My hair looks like it's, you know, (laughs) <laughs> and that's what we do today. You know, Rachel Hollis will go for a four mile run and get online. You're like, really? That is so right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish I would have known about that a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's, it's okay to be that way that people aren't expecting you to always have the answers and always, um, you know, be perfect in what you're doing that you are free to um, be authentic. And as you're growing your business to inform and, and tell people the mistakes that you're making, and it's not that you're going to be judged, you actually may be helping. So I wish yes. I had known that. Well, I, I really do. Identify I identify yourself themselves with mm-hmm. you, you know, when you're not trying, because I think number one, it's so hard and so consuming to, to, to that, to, to try to be this perfect person, you know, to, yes. you know, it takes a lot out of you. I mean, because I've tried in the past. And then, you know, as soon as you give that up, like, it's so freaking freeing. Like, you just, yeah, it's very freeing. And then you start empowering other people that thought, you know, that they had to be a certain way. Like, you know, because I'm I'm with you with with that. You know, I'm I'm 40 and not that I'm, like, older or anything. But I came from watching people, you know, everything. It was rehearsed. They looked yep. perfect. Um every single little hair in their head was in the right place. You, you know, I didn't see what you, what people see now, which I love because it inspires you. It empowers you to be you and to not yes. really, you know, care so much about trying to be perfect, but just trying to help those people that you're meant to serve to actually serve them in the right way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to kind of piggyback on that for the third thing. And that is, I have always been entrepreneurial. 
I have been entrepreneurial all my whole life. I have um, five brothers and sisters and none of my other brothers and sisters are entrepreneurial. So they're looking at me as kind of the oddball thing. <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish what I had known in the beginning, even going back to unique consulting, which is now almost 10 years ago, if you can believe that, that mm-hmm. we would have gotten into more places where entrepreneurs gathered that mm-hmm. I spent more time with an entrepreneurial tribe than in, trying to explain myself all the time it gets exhausting just exhausting and if you're not with like-minded people so even nowadays you know I'll do some of it you know I'll go to the chamber of commerce or whatever but I always want to make sure that I embrace my kind of inner oddness for being an entrepreneur and I wish I had known that it wasn't necessarily an odd thing. It was just really different. But I have a sister who's a nurse. I have a sister who's a teacher. I have a brother who's a supervisor at UPS. I mean, these guys are not going out and <laughs> starting businesses and, um, you know, being the oddballs, right? You know, sitting at, at Christmas dinner and they're talking about pensions and they kind of all look at you and go, but you don't have that problem, do you? <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, I wish I would have known more about it's okay to be an entrepreneur and, mm-hmm. you know, get with your tribe. Yes. It's, you know, that's so, so important to just be around like-minded people. So you don't feel like you're different because you're not, you're just not like these people, <laughs> you know, right. and it's okay. Like everyone can be different. Everyone can be themselves and, and, and you hope that people are, but it's so just such a relief when you can talk to someone and like they get what the heck you're trying to say like you don't like you said you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to try to convince them like right. you say it and they get it yes I, yes that is you know, you're so right and you know it's funny because I've like I've joined a lot of different groups and communities online and just kind of trying same thing um because I've been an entrepreneur for years and mm-hmm. I've been around that mentality and I've I've understood and embraced how powerful that is how powerful it's been for me to be around certain people and, and the way they think. And, you know, just being around people that are in, like, if you're in a room, you cannot be the smartest person, obviously. Right. Someone said that earlier in an interview and being willing to be uncomfortable enough to be in a room where you're not the smartest person. So you can continue to grow and to learn and to just better yourself. Like the goal is to not just, you know, learn and, and stay there, but to continue growing and learning because obviously like we can serve everyone that we're trying to serve in such a better way that way. But I love what you said because it's so, so true. Like it's, it's such a difference, you know, if you can get yourself to just think a different thought by being around people that are like-minded. And I always say this, you know, you can't fit your eight by 10 thought or idea into a five by seven mindset, which is what oh, we're I love trying that. to do. You know, which is what we're trying to do when we're trying yeah. to talk to people that aren't there. And again, like, I love them. I care for them. I value them. I respect them. But it's very wearing on someone when you're trying to, you know, like someone the other day was like, you wake up at five? Like, what do you do at five? And I'm like, dude, like, I work on me. I have kids. You know, I have to wake up by 637 to get them ready. So if I wake up with them, like, I'm not my best self when they're up and you know I can't be my the best me if I'm not pouring into me I can't pour out of an empty cup like I want to work I want to give out of overflow so you know even trying to explain and you know part of me is like I don't even want to try because like you know (laughs) you know you you just have to sometimes you have to like do you and be okay with the fact that that's that's what you have to do right now so but oh 
thank you. Thank you so much for just sharing your story, which was very impactful, very inspiring. And I pray and hope that whoever, you know, listens to this, that they can take that and they can say, you know what, if she can do everything she's done, overcome all the obstacles, all the life that has happened, then I can sure as heck do what I'm being called to do. So just thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on here. And, um, you know, I really do hope that there's someone in your audience today who's going to go, okay, cool. We got this. Yes. Yes. So for our listeners who um, might, you know, be interested in chatting a little bit more with you about, you know, business stuff, um, where, like, how can they find you, you know, website, um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, like Mm -hmm. where, 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 where do you hang out? Okay. So I am also known as the entrepreneur's money coach. So it's entree money coach, E N T R E and then money coach. And that's my handle for Instagram. That's where I am on Facebook. And that's also the website, um, entree money coach.com. And if anybody is interested in getting this, uh, mysterious B number, I keep talking about, uh, the, Worksheets and everything are free right there on my website and they can just download them and uh, figure out what they need to do to protect their own company for walls. Oh my gosh, you guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I hope you truly enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and family. Make sure you rate the episode and the podcast and also make sure you leave a review. Thank you again so much for listening to Perfectly Imperfect.